Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we're going to learn more about the foundations of prayer. When life begins to throw things our way, it's easy to get caught up in our own little world instead of communicating with our Father. But there is great power in prayer, especially when we go to God with an authentic and heartfelt demeanor. And that's what Rabbi Schneider is going to be talking about today. We'll be looking at and learning more about the five keys which help us cultivate a proper attitude when it comes to approaching God in prayer. So let's get started. Today's message is titled Authentic Prayer, and here is Rabbi. A lot of people, when they hear that they ought to pray, they think of works. They think of, you know, how do I pray? Like it's something that we have to know how to do. In reality, authentic prayer has nothing to do with following a formula. So what we are going to do is we're going to begin to define, at least from my perspective, what authentic prayer is all about. First of all, beloved ones, authentic prayer begins by faith. What do I mean by that? If somebody doesn't have faith that there is a God and that God will respond to them when they cry out, they're not gonna be motivated to pray. So the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, that those that are gonna please God must first of all believe that he exists I mean, how are we gonna please God if we don't believe in him, right? We must believe that he exists and the author of Hebrews says that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So that really creates a foundation for authentic prayer. It begins with believing there's a God, that he hears us, and that as we call out to him, he responds. So the author of Hebrews says that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And this sense of being rewarded for those that seek him would translate into believing that if we call upon him, he's gonna answer us. So it's very simple, but to believe that God will hear you creates a momentum for you to enter into communication with God. People that are trapped in darkness, that have lost a vision for the reality of God in the earth, they're not gonna be talking to him. They're not gonna be praying to him. But if you and I deepen our heart, we know there's a creator and we're desperate for answers and we're hungry to know him and to experience his reality and his presence in our life, we're gonna call out to him and we're gonna pray. So number one, authentic prayer begins with faith. Secondly, authentic prayer is authentic. That sounds redundant, but what I mean by that is that true prayer is when we call upon God from our heart in such a way that we're not putting on any type of persona. Sometimes when people pray, it's like they change their language. You know, they begin to speak in these and thou's, oh great thou, mighty one, hear thee we pray. I mean, that's not the type of language that necessarily gets God's attention. What God responds to is when we're praying to him transparently from our heart. So authentic prayer is when we're being real with God. We would talk to him like we would talk to our trusted best friend and even beyond that. 
I mean, we know that the Lord knows everything about us. He knows the, the vile attitude that we have sometimes. He knows sometimes the jealousy, the selfishness, even the hatred that we might experience in our heart. He knows all that. But the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So if Jesus died for us when we were completely living, separated from God, how much more can we trust him to love us and to accept us now that we're putting our attention upon him? The Bible tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace, despite our sin, despite our imperfection, despite the things in our soul that need to be cleansed. We can come boldly to God just as we are because of the blood of Jesus. So we wanna have confidence that we can be transparent with the Lord. The enemy perverts that true type of thinking by making people afraid to come to God because they feel sinful. That's what the enemy wants. He wants people to feel trapped in their guilt so that they'll be afraid or intimidated to talk to God. After all, that's what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden, right? The Bible tells us in the book of Bereshit or Genesis that after Adam and Eve sinned, suddenly they realized they were naked. So what does that mean? They used to be God conscious before they sinned. But when they sinned, the communication with the Lord, the connection was broken, so they no longer were God conscious. They lost that connection of God consciousness, and instead their attention just came upon themselves. They became self-conscious, and in that state of self-consciousness, they felt insecure and afraid. So the next thing they did, we read about in the book of Genesis, is they began to run from God. Mankind, humanity, is in the same plight today. They don't realize it. They're denying there is a God, but reality says that they're in the same place today as they were in at the very beginning when Adam and Eve sinned. Mankind is still beloved ones trying to cover up their nakedness, trying to cover up that sense inside that something's not right, that sense of anxiousness that comes from not being connected to Hashem, to Father God. And in that state of anxiousness that comes as a result of the broken connection, that goes once again all the way back to Adam and Eve, what man tries to do is to cover that sense of anxiety, that sense of guilt, that sense of shame, by putting things over their life, whether it be social media, whether it be illicit relationships, whether it be food, whether it be alcohol, all those things are the same thing that Adam and Eve tried to do when they tried to run from God and hide from him. They tried to cover up their nakedness. And so, the key is to not let the enemy make us feel ashamed. We need to come to God just as we are, knowing that despite our sin, we're accepted in the beloved and knowing that Jesus loves us, you and I, right here and right now, right where we're at, we can open our mouth and be completely transparent with him. That's the key, to talk to God transparently. Authentic prayer is being open and transparent with Hashem. And so we call upon the Lord, we call upon the Father, and we talk to him, we say, Father God, I'm feeling really bad inside. I don't, I don't know what's wrong. I feel afraid or I feel lonely or I feel like my heart is defiled. Whatever it is that you're feeling, you can talk to God about it.
You tell him exactly the way that you're feeling, and then you simply call out to him for mercy and ask him for help. Because the only way to get whole, beloved one, is to let the Lord meet you right where you're at. So you have to come to him transparently right where you're at. If you're struggling in sin, you cry out to God in the midst of your sin. You talk to him about it, just like you talk to yourself about it, you talk to him about it. And he enters into that place of need as you connect with him in your place of need. But it will only happen when you're being open and transparent. See, one of the key fundamental laws or truths of the kingdom is this. God's power is perfected in our weakness. In other words, when we depend upon the Lord, when we're in a state of weakness, that's where His grace comes in and strengthens us, and it becomes a platform for future momentum and breakthrough. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, a special announcement. Experience the majesty of Jerusalem. Join us for a remarkable event that will unite believers from around the world. I invite you to join me on our journey of faith as we celebrate together the Feast of Tabernacles. Don't miss the extraordinary event from Jerusalem, Israel. Join me live from the Daystar Studios in Jerusalem, Monday, October 2nd, noon, again at 9 p.m. and then 1 a.m. the following morning, only on Daystar. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. And so the challenge that you might be facing right now, rather than letting the challenge make you run from God because you're ashamed of it, or because you become so fearful and anxious that the fear and the anxiety shuts you off from communion, instead what you do is you connect with God in your challenge, even having faith, that the challenge that you have can actually turn to a gift to you from God. Because man's problems are God's opportunities. And Jesus said, he that overcomes much, loves much. And so rather than looking at your challenge as something that's like a terrible thing, instead embrace it, thank God for it, because as you connect with the Lord and depend on him in the midst of your challenge, you'll be strengthened because his power will be perfected in your weakness, you will eventually overcome it, and there'll be like a fusion that'll have taken place in your soul as you depended on God as you walk through that trial. That's why Paul tells us in the book of Corinthians that there was a messenger of Satan that was given to him, it was actually appointed from the Lord in his life. It was part of God's divine design, this messenger of Satan, this problem that Paul had. So Paul began to say, Lord, take this problem away. And then the Lord spoke to Paul. Paul cried out a number of times. 
The scripture says, three times Paul said, I cried out, Lord, take away this problem, this messenger of Satan, this thing in my life. We don't know what it was, but it was causing Paul pain. Finally, after calling upon the Lord three times about this, the Lord spoke back to Paul. And he said, Paul, I'm not gonna take the problem away. My grace is sufficient for you to get through this problem. And beyond that, my power will be perfected in your weakness. The problem was making Paul weak, but in Paul's weakness, he was even more desperate for the Lord. And the Lord said, through your desperation that you're experiencing now because of this overwhelming problem that you have, I'm gonna fuse your soul to mine and you're gonna come out of this thing empowered because you depended on me in your weakness and were made strong. God's power is made perfect, beloved, in our weakness. The point, be transparent with God. We're talking about authentic prayer. Real prayer takes place when you simply talk to God, sharing everything with him. You have to open up to him and share your life with him. You can't just talk to God when you're feeling holy. You can't just talk to God when you're in some type of religious church mode. No, Paul said, pray ceaselessly. We talked to him about everything. And once again, making emphasis here as to why you need to talk with God when you're struggling, whether it's sin, whether it's pride, whether it's selfishness, whether it's sexual temptation, whether you're dealing with the demonic spirit, whatever it is, you talk to God about it. He's right with you in it. He wants to fuse himself with you in the valleys. That's where the strength is forged. You know, I think of another scripture. It's in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter one. And Paul, the great apostle of the New Testament wrote this. He said, I would have you know, brethren, that I am burdened excessively beyond strength so that I despair, Paul said, even of life. So think about this. Paul was so challenged. He was so heavy with what he was burdened with. He was going through so much. He didn't even want to continue on. It was that heavy. He said, I would have you know, brethren, that I am burdened excessively, he said, so that I, I don't even want to live tomorrow is basically what he was saying, so that I despair of life, he said. Don't misunderstand. Paul obviously did not have a suicidal spirit. He just said life was so hard in the natural, he didn't want to go on. But he said this, next. He said, but this happens to me that I would learn to trust in God, in Hashem, Father God, that raises the dead. In other words, Paul was saying, God put me in such a place of hardship and weakness that there's no natural help for me. The physicians can't help me. My insurance agent can't help me. My governor can't help me. The president can't help me. Nobody can help me. But he said, this all has come upon me so that I would come to the very end of every earthly resource outside me and in myself so that there's only one thing left to do and that's to look up and connect with God that raises the dead. And so this is what I'm talking about. Jesus is standing at the door of our hearts and he's knocking. He wants us to let him in. He wants us to let him in. You see, sometimes people hear that word 
Jesus speaking in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever opens and invites me in, I will dine with him. Sometimes we have heard that scripture quoted when an evangelist gives an altar call for people to respond for salvation for the first time. And that is a good use of that particular verse. It's a very applicable verse for that. But it means so much more than simply praying a sinner's prayer and asking Jesus to save us the first time. It's a continual, the Spirit of the Lord, beloved ones, He's continually knocking at the door of your heart and my heart every single day because He wants to come in deeper than we've let Him. He wants us to surrender to His mastership, His mastery, His lordship over our life more than we have. He wants us to make Him our Lord. And so transparent prayer is about letting Him in, surrendering to Him, trusting Him. And then as we do that, we surrender to His Lordship. And as we practice these principles, beloved, we are entering in to the depths of what I am calling in this series, authentic prayer. As we begin to close this episode today, Notice, beloved ones, children of God, I didn't talk about formulas. I didn't talk about set prayers. Nothing that I said sounded religious because God's not religious. And we haven't been called to religion. We've been called into a divine relationship. And so Father God, in Yeshua's name, we thank you today for your love for us. Father, we thank you that right now you're knocking at the door of our hearts, that you love us, that you're waiting for us to open up because you want to come in and fellowship with us. And Father, in Yeshua's name, in King Jesus' name, we say yes to you now. I wanna ask you, put your hand over your heart with me now and say, Father, help me to open my heart to you. Father, I ask you to draw me to yourself through Jesus. Jesus, I want to let you in. Help me to open my heart wider to you. Help me to trust you. Help me to believe. Let me allow you to serve me. You see, Jesus, beloved one, he's come as a servant. He wants to serve you. But in order for him to be able to serve you and empower you and equip you and bring you into something more, we have to talk with him. We have to be authentic and we have to let him in. God loves us so much. Will you and I break away from looking for man to be our answer and from fearing man? And will we instead turn to the Lord to make him first? God is knocking at the door of your heart right now. He's waiting for you, my beloved friend, to let him in. Let's let him in together. As we do, we will experience more and more shalom.
You're listening to a message from Rabbi Schneider on the foundations of prayer right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And you know, God really is big enough to handle any and all requests we bring to Him. And it's been that way since He created the garden and placed Adam and Eve there to live with Him. God wanted a relationship with His creation back then, and that has never changed. The fact is, God wants to communicate with us, and prayer is the most underutilized power in the whole universe. And the Bible reminds us that the Spirit Himself intercedes for us on our behalf with groanings too strong for words. And just as the Spirit prays for you, there is power when we pray for others. We want you to know that we're praying for you, our listeners, on a regular basis. And if you haven't yet added this ministry to your prayer list, I want to encourage you to add Discovering the Jewish Jesus to your prayer list today. And if Rabbi's messages are stirring your heart and mind, and you'd like to help someone else discover more about the Jewish Jesus, we'd love for you to consider giving a gift to support this nonprofit ministry. Or if God is stirring you to consider becoming a monthly partner, we'd love to hear from you soon. Now to share a little bit more about why your giving is so important, let's turn our attention back to Rabbi. As we're talking about being in alignment with God's will, one of the things to consider to examine ourselves in is are we honoring the Lord with our finances? I know that many of us have heard messages on this before, but it really is critical. We find it from the very beginning of the pages of Scripture all the way through that those of us that are dedicated to Him, we're going to want to be dedicated to the Lord in every area of our lives. And a lot of times people don't translate what it means to be dedicated to the Lord to the area of how we use our finances. So I just want to encourage those of us that love the Lord today to ask ourselves, are we adequately honoring Him and worshiping Him with the first fruits of our wealth? The scriptures are clear when they admonish us, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your wealth. As we're talking about prayer, beloved, in this series, I just want to encourage you, let's make sure that we're walking in a posture that's in alignment with God. Honoring Him with our finances is part of that. To support this ministry with a gift of any amount, call 800-777-7835 or automate your gift each month by signing up to become a monthly partner online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And before we wrap up today's program, I want to remind you that the Fall Holy Days begins this week, Friday, September the 15th at sunset, Yom Terah, the Feast of Trumpets. It literally means day of blasting. And this day of making a loud noise marks the beginning of the 10 days of all, which lead up to Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. And to learn more about these special days, these set-apart appointments with God, simply visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We have a variety of resources and materials that are designed to help you understand the meaning and significance of these days. But right now, to close today's message on the foundations of prayer with a special blessing, here is Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, When you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. 
face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider reveals who can enter into authentic prayer. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. 